0: This week, my name is Cade Heather. I'm sports editor here at the Vidette. and I'm joined by my co-editor Jonathan Barless and our sports reporter who covers soccer this season, uh, Blaine Llewellyn.
1: A little later in going? the week, Cade, as uh, circumstances have brought us to a Thursday edition of the Redbird Report, and our one of our favorite sports reporters. Blaine is here. Blaine Lawalan is here with us today. He's going to talk some soccer, some football, and some basketball. Blaine, say hello to the people. How you doing? What's going on, guys? I'm doing pretty good. That's good. That's good. Cade, why don't you start us off with the first topic yeah. of the day. You covered uh, the game against South Dakota State. Uh, ISU lost 38-28. to 28. Why don't you just kind of start off with a couple game notes and things that you saw?
0: All right. Well, you know, yeah, we got a lot to cover here today. And mm-hmm. First off, it was South Dakota State for the football team, another loss. That's two in a row now for ISU. Back to and back. It was Thirty-eight to twenty-eight. The score may sound pretty close, as ISU mm-hmm. put up twenty-one of those points in the fourth quarter, thanks to Jay Colby. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this game was not very close at all. The first first play from scrimmage uh, from from South Dakota State was an eighty-one-yard touchdown, and first play Gotta love it. from ISU was a i believe 60 67 yard touchdown or something for andrew edgar who mm-hmm. actually went off that game he and did he was, very he was, well he was the only he was really the only he actually earned the game. what the
1: fcs jerry rice watch list he's on yeah. that now he now yep. that was announced that, today or yesterday i'm pretty sure yeah that but
0: right there put him on that watch list he's had very season, consistent so.
1: performances the past couple weeks i mean you saw him in the uh the second game and especially the first game since saint Xavier. he caught those two touchdown passes well one was called back but regardless he's still like as a freshman he comes out here and he plays a game just as well as Spencer Schnell does. Yeah. And, you know, it was a top 10 or top target for Brady right. Davis and maybe Jake Colby this week. We don't know yet. The quarterback question is still, the quarterback yeah, situation
0: is still in question. It is still in question as uh, Brady Davis, he, he finished 11 for 18 in that game, 181 yards and one touchdown. That was just the first half. Mm-hmm. He was sacked twice and uh, it, it was kind of towards the end of the first half. He was kind of seen holding his shoulder or whatever, but... We didn't know for sure who was going to come out in the second half and Absolutely. all of a sudden Jay Colby was under center and Brady Davis was nowhere to be found on the sidelines. Eventually he so, exited the game completely. So, Yeah he was undressed and uh, out of the pads and everything so he <laughs> did not return at all and after the game uh, Brock's back just went ahead and said he, he, he wasn't sure what exactly he mm-hmm. was going to be it's just an upper body injury they had to reevaluate him and looking forward now into this into this week it's really a toss-up it's going to be based on whether davis is healthy absolutely uh davis's standing
1: basically comes down to his health uh he spack has said it is day-to-day right now and as of right now two people expect to play uh willie edwards and christian uphoff both suffered shoulder or upper body injuries as Mm spack stated in uh, post press conferences uh so right now two expect to play and willie edwards is the only one that spack has said they're unsure of because they have gotten nothing back from him yet so From that very vague quote, we can kind of see that Davis might be ready for Saturday, but there's no official confirmation yet that he will. Um, But how do you play in mind Colby's performance, especially with Davis' shoulder injury? Maybe they play the safe route this week. Maybe they have experience over enthusiasm. Maybe... Spac wants to change something up because this is a very tough time for the Redbirds. They are two and three in conference currently. They are five and three overall, and you know if they win out, they have a very good standing of getting into the postseason. But regardless, if they go five and four, this is kind of just a rerun of last year.
0: They yeah, very it is short standing. A, I mean, this is and, a huge game for them, uh, and I think in the last game, Jake Colby came out and he was ready to go right away in the second half. Uh, he went fifteen for twenty three, and he was a spark for the Redbirds offense. Absolutely. Like I said, he he provided the three touchdowns. Uh, for ISU in the second half, all coming in the fourth. He quarter. was vintage Jake Colby, 2016, <laughs> 2017. Jake <Yeah>, Colby, <laughs> yeah, right there. Uh, I mean, granted, his first pass was an interception that went to. I didn't see any red. We don't talk area, yeah, Three touchdowns were enough. <laughs> three touchdowns in that fourth quarter. I mean, he he really was a bright spot. He ISU really struggled for first downs in the first half. He came in. He's scrambling around, had mm-hmm. plenty of room, and he found a lot of first downs. And he was playing
1: very well. He, like I said, he was vintage Jake Colby. Uh, he was the Redbirds starter from 2016 to 17. He lost the starting job to Brady Davis in preseason camp,
0: yeah. and
1: he was also reported to be taking first-team reps this week. I mean, regardless of Davis' troublesome shoulder injury, right. it still kind of calls on the question of the uh, the severity of it. Um, like I said before, his start will come down to Davis's health, and you know, like I said, maybe Spec decides to go a different route this week. Yeah there we'll know. see and,
0: it, and and maybe even they play the matchups maybe both get t- get playing time like we mm-hmm. saw maybe in like week 1 uh, but he has stated uh, it's, it's my, not it's not a timeshare. He's yeah. he has said it's true, in the past the true. quarterback know, position is true. not a timeshare, yeah, and true. that Brady Davis is his starting quarterback. So so yeah, we will see. We will see. It all depends on the that uh, upper body of Brady Davis. Absolutely, I'm not sure what exactly the injury is, but shoulder. I think it's, it's a shoulder. Shoulder. shoulder uh, yeah, shoulder injury. Yeah, uh, and even bigger in that game, uh, the ground game. Oh. which has been completely which has been obviously the most absolutely outstanding for, it has been for the crutch. This season and that was non-existent on saturday against south dakota state it was mostly south dakota state's defensive line that as i said they re- they really bullied around that off the isu front uh james robinson only 10 rushing yards and markel smith only five rushing you know if yards. you hold
1: two top 10 running backs to these a total are, of 15 yeah, yards. These Robinson's two, currently number three. Smith is number nine. You hold them to 15 yards in one game. That's that's, that's, a, really defense, that, that, that's, that's a, a defense. That's a defense for right the Bears. That's
0: a statement for South Dakota State moving forward. Nevertheless, James Robinson. I mean, how, how many yards did he put up? against he put up North Dakota State. He put up a, a at lot least, more than at that. least at least
1: more than 10 yards. Exactly. North Dakota State. I mean, that's, that's an FBS he, program in my. He book, actually but.
0: had he actually had a pretty decent game in in that one mm-hmm. and this one the running game was just non-existent you know and that's a problem for isu that they need to fix a lot of it was on the offensive line. Absolutely, and we can circle back there. This has been a problem pretty much the last couple of weeks. The offensive
1: they've line been, has been tanking. They haven't been, yeah, been up kinda, to par of what they have been earlier in the season.
0: Been and you know, down this season.
1: like me and you have been saying in our previous podcast, as well as what we've been putting out there, the crutch for their success relies on the offensive line. And if they don't get that run game going, nothing else is going to get going either. Yeah. And I think they're starting to realize that. You know, the offensive line is still young. We've talked to you know Garrett Hirsch and Drew Himmelman about it before in the mm-hmm. past, and they're just learning how to cope and learn learning how to gel all together and once they figure that out and once they really hone in on what they need to do week after week i feel like we're going to be okay but it's week 10 now it's 10th week the postseason is right around the corner and they hit the road again
0: for Northern. this upcoming
1: game is very very critical very crucial for the birds (laughs) moving forward um what do you got to say about it i mean they just got to, they got to tighten things up and it's going to be an interesting game against Northern Iowa. Uh, the birds are going to be going to Cedar Falls, Iowa to start a two week road stint. Uh, they're starting in Northern Iowa and then they will finish uh, their season. Excuse me. They finished their last home game at Youngston state here. Uh, and then they will yep. be going to Indiana state November 10th. So, as we look forward to that game, a couple key things that I would like to mention. Eli Dunn, number four or number five uh, in Valley passing yards. He is the number fifth ranked quarterback in passing in the league. Uh, his completion percentage is the best among qu- the top 10 of quarterbacks, it is 62.9%. Um, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with for the Birds defense, especially without Willie Edwards and Christian Uphoff. Possibly. We don't know if they're going to be coming yeah. back. Christian, more on the bright side than Willie. Willie's injury apparently is a little more serious. Since I haven't yeah. heard anything back from the MRI, but what do you take away from Eli's performance, especially with the Redbirds' defense kind of going a little more unhealthy
0: into this week's practices? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, he, like you said, he's definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with this week, uh, and the the injuries are going to show, I think, for ISU uh, moving forward. And Willie Edwards, I mean, he's really been a big part of that defense mm-hmm. and big part of that secondary. He's come up; he had an inter- he had an interception in that game against South Dakota State early mm-hmm. on. And he just kind of fell down on on that big play against South Dakota State. It was another big play. Um, he just kind of fell down. The Wide receiver wound up wide open, and he looked in. He looked like he was in a lot of pain, rolling around on the ground. And Great game from K. Johnson was, too. Great game from K. Yeah, Johnson. I, I believe Absolutely. that was a play right there. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a touchdown to Johnson, and yeah. I mean, I think I think uh, you and I will be tough. I mean, they don't have any top ten or really stand out wide receivers or anything but obviously with the best completion percentage they they seem to be doing something they right. seem to be uh, yeah especially
1: through the air i mean eli dunn is the real deal he's kind of proven it this season he leads all the quarterbacks and everything every single category he has 14 touchdowns on the year four interceptions sure but those 14 touchdowns stand out in the valley in the valley in a league where you can get by, you can get by with that. And especially you know as long as his completion percentage, he makes balls, he he puts balls in the air that obviously are caught, and he obviously does it a lot. So you can get more completions, they'll be able to move down the field quicker. Mm -hmm. So that defense needs to be ready. Guys like Luther Kirk need to step up this week if Christian Uphoff Mm -hmm. and Willie Edwards are not gonna be able to play. He's the emotional leader of that defense and we've heard it before from him, so he's gonna have to be the guy to get everyone together and make sure that they lock down this defense. So the key for that, they need to pressure Eli Dunn. And we've been saying it all year, That the defense needs to keep pressuring these quarterbacks Because if they turn it around on offense That's how they're going to get it done So again, Tuvon Clark needs to step up All the linebackers need to step up it's going to be an interesting game to see because their backs are against the wall now. I yeah. mean, SPAC has said, there, you yeah. know, it's a playoff game every Saturday. Every game takes on its own life, and this one's going to be no different. Uh, it's a tough conference from top to bottom. Obviously, North Dakota State has separated themselves, but the rest of us are trying to limp to the finish line to get into the postseason, and you take yeah. a lot of credit with that as well. Uh, you know, you and I kind of sitting at the middle of the table, too. ISU, 5-3 and three as well, 2-3 and three in the Valley. It's going to be kind of a game that anything happens here. So... As we go into predictions, Blaine, why don't you start us off with your prediction against Northern Iowa with all the information that we have presented you with, good sir. Well, guys, I think uh, something you also kind of have to
2: look at, too, is uh, Northern, Northern Iowa seems to be playing pretty solid at home. Uh, they're 2-1. and one. Uh, ISU has kind of struggled on the road mm-hmm. recently, so um, with that being said, uh, it's kind of a toss-up. Northern Iowa also has a chance to make the postseason, I would say, if they mm-hmm. went out from here. Um, but I'm going to go with the birds in this one and a close one. I'm going to go 31-21 birds. There we go.
1: That's it. That's, it's just the birds are back. That's all, I, oh, yeah, that's, all sure. <laughs> that's all I have to say. That's <laughs> all I have to say. Cade, what yeah. about you?
0: All right, yeah, I mean, I, I like everything you said there. Northern Iowa is definitely a p- tough place to play in, the, in that dome up there. And yeah, sure. uh, they're always pretty good at home, uh-huh. but I think, I think ISU pulls out this one. They're coming back. They Ooh, lost two in a row. They're coming back. I think I think the birds are back. They're bouncing. They're bouncing back. I think I'm going to go 24-20. Ooh, Ooh close. close game from Kate wow. Heather, everyone. All right, I'm going to be
1: the sole disappointment, I feel, <laughs> ISU is going to be 5-4 and four heading into this week for one sole reason. The fact that Brady Davis' health, uh, Willie Edwards' health is also in question. Christian mm-hmm. Upoff might not be 100%. Those are pretty big guys, especially on the defensive side. Um, It's going to come down to whoever's going to step up in those starting roles. And I think, especially when you have playmakers such as Edwards and Uphoff and Davis... For half of this season so far. He is we've we've seen some pretty incredible things from Davis. But I really feel like it's gonna be a close game. It's really gonna be a toss-up, like you both said. I just feel like you and I is in a better spot of their season to take this game, and I think they're gonna end up five and four after this week. So I'm gonna go 24-21 you and I. Uh this is my first pick of our podcasting cade that I've chosen against the Redbirds. I it hurts. Oh. It hurts to say it. I'm not gonna lie. It hurts. it hurts. It hurts. It's a bold, it's a bold take. But uh, we're going to shift gears here. We're going to talk about some basketball. They had their first yeah. exhibition game October 30th against Lewis. Uh, Cade was there. He was covering <laughs> it. He was live-tweeting it. He put out an article. You can check out all our stuff at, at sports doc, or at sports and online at VedetteOnline.com. Cade, what did you
0: see from the Birds? Because they are yeah. actually back. Yeah, They're the actually back. Man, the Birds are back. They're back at Redbird Arena. You said it, too. And, all right, I'll be honest with you here. In the first half of the – well – Illinois State here. They were without two starters, Malik Yarborough and Keyshawn Evans. Evans obviously with he is uh, nursing a foot injury. Foot, not sure exactly what it is. It's some toe sort of foot injury. He's foot in injury. a boot, but he's in a boot. Um, yeah, and again, and uh, Malik Yarborough not suspended. Dan Muller just decided to sit him out this one, and. Therefore, Illinois State was only with eight players in this game, and in the first half they were kind of sloppy. They were missing shots. They weren't, you know, kind of that typical first exhibition mm-hmm. game, getting all the kinks out. And but it wasn't until the second half that they really started pulling away. And and uh, they, it was it was a lot. It was. It was really the Phil Fane show that, that night. He had a few dunks. He had twenty points, twelve rebounds, kind of midseason. A form healthy already. a healthy Phil Fane. A healthy Fane, Phil, Fane is, a healthy nice Phil Fane
1: is very, very nice to see. Oh, especially yeah, moving forward into the season. I'm very excited about what the season's going to bring, especially with him. Mm-hmm. They have a very that, strong that senior cast. Of, yes. Yeah, Blaine, if sure. you want to go ahead and talk about it, I mean it's all it's all you.
2: Uh well I mean Phil those that trio of guys, Phil Fane, Keyshawn Evans and Malik Yarborough, I mean they're I feel like they're a to be reckoned with in Absolutely. the Valley. Uh, William Tinsley really started to show some glimpses of, of why uh, positive, he's there. yeah. Uh, especially if he can shoot the three ball efficiently throughout the season, play good defense. I mean, that wingspan that he has, six six. I, I mean, and then I feel like they have a lot more depth than they did last year with guys like Zach Copeland, Josh Jefferson, people like that mm-hmm. coming in. So, yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's a pretty – it'll be a pretty good year for the birds absolutely and phil fane's story kind of comes up and he's seeing him play as well as he did he had a small meniscus tear in the summer you know last year he was named to both the all mvc second team and all tournament team at the end of last year you know he had 27 starts he averaged 15.6 and he was hurt he was hurt pretty much for most of the season and you know he was battling that injury as well as you know tearing like that small meniscus tear he had in the summer and he was sidelined for that for a little while with also an ankle injury so he's the nucleus to all of this and muller has said it in the past you know he's their emotional leader he's their guy especially shooting the ball he's made up for everything in his development He He's he's pretty much their most consistent player. Muller said that as well. But as long with that, I mean Tinsley, you said coming yeah. from Lakeland Community College uh, last year, you transferred, and Copeland, he's, er, yeah, yeah, Copeland. Oh, Copeland was at Lakeland no, too.
0: Copeland is from uh, California. California. California, yeah, it was Josh Jefferson from Lakeland. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like I was saying, Tinsley now in his, pro- or he's. He's primed and ready.
1: He's ready to go. Yeah. And now that in his second season and to I said I feel like he has mm-hmm. an understanding of Muller's playbook and I feel like we'll see more production out of him moving forward. Confidence is a big deal with that too. I feel like he had a lot
2: more confidence especially in the Valley tournament. Mm-hmm. He was looking pretty pretty good and stuff. So
0: Yeah. And and one thing that I found interesting was Dan Mo- in the post-game press press conference of that game, uh, a question was asked to Muller that do, does he see his team taking more threes than they did last year and if you look at their at their uh, percentage of last year they they took almost about 40 to 50% of their shots were threes like forty five or so, and he said absolutely that this team could be taking more threes, and he's totally fine with it as long as it's uh, the good shots and everything. He thinks as long uh, as they make them, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you and take he, as and many threes as you want as long as you make them. <laughs> exactly, and that's what he said. And uh, if I could find the quote here really quick, he did say, or yeah, I mean, he said two is, or he said three is more than two. So well, he, he's totally fine that's, with these he's, yeah. like he's okay with it then. So, exactly. I mean. <laughs> so he's totally fine with these guys uh, just chucking up shots. I mean, as long as they're getting good shot selection, uh, he, he is all for uh, his players shooting more threes. Um, and a bright spot of this game was that with Malik and Keyshawn out and Taylor Bruninga out, he's, he's also going to be out for at least five or six more five, weeks. Okay. He's in a boot uh, with a stress fracture. Um, but with these guys out, it gave Muller the chance to really see what his newcomers have, and guys like Josh Jefferson, Zach Copeland, Matt Chastain, Matt Chastain, sure. Ray Iduo, it absolutely Idowu had a great they, game. They all had good they all game. had a lot hey, of playing games. time. Everybody played more than twenty minutes, and Jefferson with the second game high, uh, fifteen points. Uh, he 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 looked really good out there. He shot six for eleven, and Zach Copeland, eleven points. He played a lot of point guard out there, running the running the court and I I think these guys uh they show a little bit of a bright a lot of a lot of new faces sure.
1: this year a lot of new faces and malik also said he's very excited about everyone that's here all the new faces that he's seen you know in zach Copeland and matt mm-hmm. chastain he thinks they're going to be a huge impact for them you know he wants to make malik i'm excited to see him play on saturday yeah. i'm not gonna uh, yeah. Lie. Yeah. once he hits the floor it's gonna <laughs> and everything's gonna come together and i'm very excited mm-hmm. to see that happen uh, he says this year he wants to make sure that he's more consistent helping his brothers where they need to be as far as wherever that may be and he's trying to make sure they accomplish their jobs and be more of a leader he uh, he also said, you know, along with the leadership aspect, both Fane and Malik kind of have taken on a bigger leadership role this year. Fane has said this sophomore year mm-hmm. there was a lot more leadership, and yeah. now this year there's more than what he had his sophomore year when he was on the team with Paris Lee and Mikhail McIntosh. You know, when yeah. him and Yarborough were just trying to get and they, were, they were budding. They were budding. They were trying to you know, rise right. through the ranks, and especially where they are now, their senior year, it's going to be very exciting to see both of those guys on the floor at the same time.
0: It's, yeah, it's absolutely. going to be really fun. Yeah, and that was the other, was the other piece of news in, in the press conference was Keyshawn Evans, how, although he is injured, he will get playing time this Saturday in their second exhibition game. Uh, probably limited, but he will be playing, and he's obviously they're hoping for him to be a full go for two six, uh, season opener. And Malik, he will be playing on Saturday. Uh, Very excited No word that. on whether he will be playing in the regular season yet, but Not he will yet. be going uh, in the exhibition game. After
1: the Cayman Islands tournament, I feel like we'll have more of a definite answer because the season will be right around the corner after that. Uh, but as everyone already knows uh, regarding Malik Yarbrough, uh, he rescinded his decision to enter the NBA draft last year to come back his, to ISU for his senior year to finish his unfinished business. That uh, is a Missouri Valley Conference Championship and a, probably an NCAA tournament berth.
0: Yeah, I mean that's and what they sure. need. They, they have the tools. They
1: have the tools to do it. They really do. Uh, there is no new information surrounding Malik currently. Uh, from when I talked to Mueller and Malik on Media Day about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, there's still no new information around it. He had a court date October 16th, uh, but there's and it's, no, still
0: going, no, it's still ongoing. It's still I'm, ongoing date is sometime either later Dece- or later November or mm-hmm. very early December. So. I thought I saw, like, December 16th, maybe, some, somewhere there around go. there. I'm not it's
1: my birthday. It'll be nice. <laughs> That'll be nice. That'll be nice. All right. As you know, the Redbirds will be playing this Saturday. Cade, yeah. what do you have along with those lines of Keyshawn and Malik's first games on the floor of the season?
0: I mean, I think what we're going to see this week or this saturday is just all of these guys gelling together they're they're hopefully going to have most of the team together Mm -hmm. out there they have injuries and that's what they're to. that's what they're going to have to overcome uh but for the most part they're going to see this team all together and what Mueller said what he wants to see this saturday is just for all these guys to have fun and just go out there and play together and uh, get to know each other more absolutely I agree with that. Mueller also said, you
1: know, along with the senior leadership in that core four, that our seniors, you know, we have a lot of experience coming back and we have high expectations with our team. Seeing those high expectations come to light is probably going to be really fun and really exciting to see during the season. So yeah, I'm sure. just, I'm excited to sit back and watch a good season of basketball, which it should be setting up for that. Yeah. I think one thing that is, that'll be really interesting
2: is with all these new guys that like Copeland and uh, Chastain and those guys, uh, if, if guys like Isaac Gasman and Matt Hine and mm. players like that who got a lot of minutes last year Absolutely. Those guys can shoot the that. three too. Yeah, they, they can it'll come in interest- and shoot a
1: crucial 3
2: I've seen, yep. It'll be interesting to see how many minutes they get once everybody's yeah. kind of together and mm-hmm. stuff.
0: So Yeah. That's big this season. I mean, as long as everybody's healthy, they have a lot more depth. Oh yeah. Uh, on this in this Health roster.
1: Is the name of the game this year if yeah. they can stay healthy they're going to go far yeah absolutely all right we're going to switch gears once more we are going to cover and talk about the soccer team for the first time on the podcast what about them i mean blaine you're the beat reporter for soccer you want to kind of start us off here so uh sunday afternoon um
2: in the opening round of the missouri valley conference tournament uh the birds took home a one to zero victory uh it was i mean it was a pretty solid defensive matchup throughout until the 76th minute when um, Abby Bassler found the net. Mm. It was kind of a broken play. Um, Shayna Dudas uh, collected a rebound, and it deflected off a defender, and she found the net. So, yeah, nice it was a pretty solid her. game. Uh, they Good moved, week for her, too. Yeah, well, have you definitely seen Newcomer of the week. Yeah, I mean. of the week. Uh, she actually has eight total points this year. I believe three goals, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, some, yeah, three goals, uh, eight total points, and that was their second assist of the season. So, yeah, uh, according to Coach Sylvie, he really likes how his team's playing and stuff, uh, executing a lot of the schemes that he's thrown out there and <clears throat> things like that. Uh, so they move on to face the Loyola Ramblers, the number one Ooh. seed, in the, and that's at their home turf. So the Redbirds upset them once this year, so... See if they can do it again, I guess. ISU
1: versus Loyola. ISU, number four ranked in the tournament, Loyola, 9-6 and six on the year. In Chicago, they will be playing in the semifinals in the Missouri Light Conference Soccer Championships, and kickoff will be at 6 p.m. The Redbirds actually lead all time ser- the, the all-time series with the Rammers. They're 14-4 against them.
2: Yeah, and the Redbirds actually... Uh, the Ramblers' only Missouri Valley Conference loss this season was to the Redbirds, and it was a last-second
1: goal. So it was a really, exciting, really nice yeah, playoff game. Really That's good matchup you. for sure. Well, we can talk about Michaela Unger real quick. I don't know if yeah. you guys saw that goal a couple that weeks ago. That was against ago. Loyola. That was against Loyola, yeah, right? Yeah, that was, yep. uh, that was uh, a game-winning goal. What do you think We're about Mikaela Unger? What are what are some keys of the game? Do you think, Blaine, for the Redbirds to pull out with another win here against Loyola in the tournament? Another upset.
0: Yeah. I think. Upset. A,
2: I think a big thing that Coach Sylvie kind of talks about is um, executing their set plays that they have and just really uh, going like they're they're they have an aggressive play style, so they get they lead the Valley in shots that they put up, shots on goal and stuff. So that's kind of the key for them just to execute what they're trying to do in that regard just get as many shots up Mm -hmm. and what he's really trying to get them to do is uh, find the net I guess you could say on some of those shot opportunities they've kind of struggled at times during this season like they went on a short losing streak where they couldn't really find the net with those they got up a lot of shots they just couldn't find the net so that's i'd say that's definitely the key to the game for that
1: loyola also clinched the missouri valley conference regular season title last thursday with a 6-1 win over evansville so along with coach sylvia's you know kind of game plan of what he's been thinking do you think playing more conservative or more aggressive is the way to go against the reigning valley champions especially in the playoffs right now
2: see i think i i still think you stay you keep with the scheme that you've been doing for the whole season just stay aggressive um And if you execute the plays and the schemes that you're trying to do, then they'll find the net, I would say.
1: All right, Blaine, as you've been covering the soccer team all this season and you've seen a lot of games so far, you've seen all their ups and downs, how do you think they come out with this one against Loyola? Another upset, another loss? You know what, I think that they have with that –
2: uh, narrow victory over Missouri State Sunday. I feel like they have the momentum going in. I feel like they can pull it out again. Mm-hmm. It'll be tough on their home on Loyola's home turf, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna go with a two to one win for the birds.
0: Oh, like
1: it. I like birds, it. birds picks all around today. Birds. I'm, I'm oh, liking. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm the only yeah, one. I'm exactly. sorry, I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah. and we it's can right. I'll, right. uh, maybe I'll get maybe I'll get some slack for it, but it's that's uh, whatever. Cade, what about you? What do you think about the soccer game this
0: weekend? Uh you know.
1: Tomorrow,
0: Yeah, tomorrow night. Uh, Obviously, Loyola's the best team. They're at home. But it is the tournament. Anything can happen in a tournament. Anything can happen in a tournament. ISU already won this game uh, earlier in the season at Loyola. But I think ISU, I mean, they've been up and down, up and down all season Mm -hmm. long. A lot of back and forth wins and losses. They did go on a four-game winning streak, but then they went on a three-game losing streak. They've been a lot of up and down. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with Loyola in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, guys, I I, I feel like this
2: you're, you're not going to listen to him The man <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> covers the,
1: the team This are not like going to listen to the is, beat
2: reporter It's pretty similar to a, a Wichita State ISU basketball match okay. like I feel like okay, just kind of going back and forth Throughout the season you know I don't know I just feel like it, it kind of has that
1: Rivalry vibe
2: to it just, It's going to be a yeah, very good game uh, to watch yeah.
1: The Redbirds will kick off against Loyola Chicago At Loyola 6pm Tomorrow Uh
0: I think that's everything we have for Kate. That's any last words before we sign off here? Uh, not much. I think this was a good podcast. Great yeah. to have Blaine on for the for first sure. time. Blaine
1: Lowell, and everybody, please check him out on vedetteonline.com, and please check out all our other articles at vedetteonline.com. Uh, this is pretty much all we have for you guys. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at vedette sports and keep up with the latest on our website. This has been a Thursday edition of the Redbird Report. <laughs> Kate, John, and Blaine, signing off. See you guys next week.